All right. Welcome to the Adjective Podcast. And today I have the privilege of speaking with not just one artist, but two. And the first being the incomparable Nasia Thomas and upcoming theater artist, Abdu Hitrick from Pace University. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you both. I'm so excited to be speaking with you. Um, first, I want to say welcome to 2021. <laughs> um, last year was a dumpster fire, and it seems that this year is a new dumpster fire, but, <laughs> you know, maybe that's just uh, uh, me. How has 2021 been so far for either of you? You know, all things considered, mm-hmm. <laughs> everything that's going on in the world, uh, I mean, things have been kind of low-key mm-hmm. over here mm-hmm. in the Bronx for me. Things are starting to pick up a little bit just because now people are like, all right, let's get, let's start manifesting and making this 2021 a lot better. So, uh, yeah, things are picking up, but everything is cool. Mm. <laughs> that's wonderful. What about you, Abdu? Uh, stuff's been decent. I mean, uh, school is back in session now officially, so we're back on campus. We making it through. I'm a second semester senior, so I'm ready to be on my way <laughs> and, you know, do whatever the world has in store for us. I mean, like Naja said, it's all about counting our blessings and with everything happening in the world, just taking what you get and rolling with it. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Speaking of rolling with it, um, Nasia, you have accomplished so much, and I've known you for quite a few years now, and I just wanted to to take a moment and to dive in with how you have had to adjust to working in the middle of this pandemic. You've come from Carol King's Beautiful, Ain't Too Proud, Caroline or Change, you know? How are you um, adjusting to how your work life was prior to the pandemic and how it is now? Mm. So at the beginning of the pandemic, of course, everybody was like, okay, cool. We're gonna have a little break. Fine. So I think that it's kind of gone, come in waves for me. Like there's that, that moment of, all right, I'm going to chill. I'm going to let whatever happen. I'm going to use this time to rest. And then it's like, oh, now I miss it. Oh, what can we do? What can we do to create? What can we do to create? And then it's that period of, I'm chill a little bit because, you know, we got some time. Broadway keeps getting extended. So let me just chill because this time may not come back, you know, if, 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 you know, God willing. Um, but now I'm back in that, okay, it's time, it's time to grind again. So, you know, last year I had a lot of TV film auditions, uh, mm-hmm. you know, taking acting classes, like adjusting to what auditioning is like on zoom, I had my first zoom callback session and zoom TV film audition and self tapes. And now I'm about to go into rehearsals for the last five years. So that's going to be different because we're rehearsing over zoom and, we have the COVID test every single week and we can't yeah. even be in the same room. You know, I can't mm. be in the same room as my Jamie. And uh, that mm. is something like trying to build while your partner is not there and such this like yeah. intimate uh, show where he has to be there. And then we have to mm-hmm. film and COVID test and get together finally. So it's like, 
it is hard, but also it's mm-hmm. like cool to have that opportunity to figure out how to become intimate and go over these, these hurdles in this world and try to make it come together as though it was always meant to be that way. So yeah. I'm excited and nervous for uh, yeah. what that challenge is going to be like. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I can only imagine. And then on top of that, having to do the last five years from the perspective, uh, from an African-American perspective, Mm -hmm. like I I, I definitely want to get into how that has been creatively for you. But can you just talk to us a little bit about just the day-to-day working environment being an African-American in a contemporary role that is usually played by a white woman. How do people, uh, you know, what is that like? Okay, so here's the thing. We have kind of been like rehearsing on our own. We Mm -hmm. have yet to like uh, really get into the, doing air quotes, like you can see, (laughs) the room, the room. But I will say this, uh, we are doing what we can to make sure that this production is mm-hmm. unapologetically black. Right. Okay. Yes. We have a black mm-hmm. music director, a black director. We're like, it's like black people and women. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. You know, the band, I, I'm not sure what the makeup of the band is, but you know, I know there's some chocolate mm-hmm, drops mm-hmm. in there probably. Right. And you know, nineties, uh, you know, wardrobe, I'm, my hair is going to be locked and have head wraps mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, it's not going to be the same. <laughs> I, we have not gotten <gasps> into like the direction and you know sitting down and saying, yeah, but we had yeah. like these talks, these ideas, and I'm sitting here like, uh, even though we all bleed <sighs> the same blood, a black yeah. Kathy is going to have a different lens. Yeah, things are going to be different. That see, I'm smiling. Oh no, Jamie, that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> oh, I'm excited to go off. <laughs> no, yes, as you should be. You should be so excited. I'm so excited for you. Oh my gosh. Okay, co- please continue. You were saying it's. It's just you know I'm I'm excited to to see what it's going to be like, but also like I I know people are going to be mad, specifically people who don't yes. look like us. But it's like. Mm, it's it's just time. We don't we just don't want to see the same story told the same way every single time. I completely agree. We just don't. I, We're all This different. musical has been, you know, like it's been folded over this way and that way and performed here and performed there and like for me I know that I cannot wait to feast my eyes on it. And especially from a musician's standpoint, uh, the way the orchestra, it does its job. I just really hope that there is someone down there who is really paying attention to the contours of your voices. Because, you know, like you said, there's just going to be a whole new aspect Mm -hmm. added to this. And I can't wait to see it. What's been your favorite thing about the process so far? I mean, just listening. We had a, uh, Nick and I had a meeting with our director. Just, I don't even know if I can say. I don't Uh, don't know know if I can't say. But it's, (laughs) it's, okay, so obviously it's filmed. Obviously. Yes. But it's not mm-hmm. set on a stage. Okay. And that is going to be 
interesting. <laughs> just like, I guess my favorite part is just like, just because we haven't gotten into the space or anything like that, just kind mm-hmm. of dreaming up and, and making little movie, you know, scenarios in my mind about how this is going to work, how we're going to tell this story, not on yeah. a stage. It's like, it's mm-hmm. exciting, but also just to have a music director, a music director is also our director, just like this black, bliggity, oh, nice. Motown, color purple, black, <laughs> Uh, Aretha Franklin biopic, yes. you know, all, all, you yeah. know, this man working with these two black people. I, I just, oh, uh, no. I guess the dreaming is my favorite part yeah. so far. And also yeah. singing it, you know? Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's damn good music. That's for sure. I don't care what people say. (laughs) We all know how everybody feels about Jason Robert Brown and it is going to be so exciting to hear. I think we, we kind of all got a a tiny taste, you know, with Cynthia Mm -hmm. and her counterpart when they did that um, a while back. Mm -hmm. And I think I remember hearing that she was pretty sick that day. And I just, the things that we have to, you know, push through in order just to get where we know we deserve to be, period, point blank, this is where we should be. We should be telling these stories, Mm -hmm. singing these notes, and being present for the culture and for ourselves and for our ancestors who worked so hard for us to get here, you know, so hard. And speaking of how far we've come, I want to ask you, Mm -hmm. you know, how has your world, the Broadway theater world, how has that response, their response to, you know, racial unrest Mm -hmm. and, you know, fighting back as we've been, you know, so trying and and continuously doing throughout the past year and, you know, a month or so, how has theater's response had an had an effect on your, you know, your emotional life mm-hmm. as an actor, um as an actress in, you know, in this world yeah. today? How, how does that help you? Does it help you show up for work? Does it feel a little, you know, compromising? Look, we, listen, the folk knew what it was <laughs> since the beginning. We've been knowing what this business was for us since the beginning. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yep. So here's the thing. I guess I can't really answer that question right now because I'm going to have to wait until we're back because these theaters can put right. up whatever Instagram post they want to put up. These They mm-hmm. can send out whatever diversity letter that they want to send out. But right. until I get it back into that room and until I'm in a, you know, in a space where we're building a show and I don't have to worry about the the wig person. Uh, <laughs> I don't have to worry about the wig person, you know, complaining mm-hmm. about my hair until mm-hmm. we get back into the space. Then I can right. really tell you, because right now uh, I can't do much with you putting, you know, you know, and uh, I'm happy that hmm, it took (laughs) this for some of these companies to add more black people to their, their roster and more black Mm -hmm. casting directors. First of all, it shouldn't have Mm -hmm. taken this long and we see you. Um, Right. And, (laughs) and, and, but what does that mean? 
Like, mm-hmm. are you standing behind your words? Are you standing behind this pledge that you're making? Or are you are you saving face? Because we know how much this business likes to save face. We yes, know how much they like my it. God. So it's like, mm. I, I am ready to see how y'all act when we're back. Yeah. A part of me wants to believe that mm-hmm. things are really going to change. And you know what? I think that things will. And I could, because I think that people are going to start fighting back. You know, if some people have to change, maybe they won't change because deep down they don't believe in the revolution or the change, but they're going to change because they know that we will walk out. Yeah, because I think for me, one thing that I think we're especially being woken up to in the age of social media and how information is being transferred throughout the world is the fact that we have enough of an audience throughout this entire globe that we, if we actually got together and organized, we could do all of this completely by ourselves without the help of anyone. Hello? We pursue this angle because that has been the angle that has been televised and, and, and advertised to us. And because we know that it's attached to certain things that we want to do and be a part of throughout our lives. However, mm-hmm. <laughs> peace of mind is something that you cannot put a dollar sign on. Exactly. Especially as a person of color. And um, I do think that they are hopefully um, more uh, uh, afraid of what will happen if they don't take heed to Mm -hmm. um, the advice that we have been giving them for centuries um, at this point. It shouldn't have taken a slew of Black people being murdered um, that you guys can see now for you to buck up and listen to what we're saying. We've been exactly. complaining about this stuff and you see it and yep. you did nothing yep. about it. But here's the thing. Ooh. I heard I heard that, you know, people thinking about putting a, a off-Broadway house, a Broadway house up in 125th Street. Like what's considered Broadway? Because now, like you said, we can create our own opportunities because now sure people can. are starting to click in. Oh, wait, we don't need yep. we don't need such mm-hmm. and such and such as a producer because we have our own mm-hmm. like, you know, and it doesn't even have to be Tyler Perry stuff, <laughs> you know, a Tyler Listen. Perry producing house, okay. you know? So yeah. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. And speaking of unrest, let's shine a glorious light on you, Abdu. Thank you again so much for being here. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I discovered Abdu on uh, scrolling through Facebook And I came across this page titled, See Our Truths. And Abdu, I'm just going to let you tell us about it, how the opportunity to tell your story came to you and, you know, coming, uh, seeing, being where you are now in, you know, having your story being out in the world. Can you tell me about any differences, stark differences in your academic life um, from before you put out the video and uh, after the video was released. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, as far as CR Truths goes, like like Nasia has said, anybody who's Black in this industry is far from new to the concept that these white people have been bogus for, you know, decades on end. And so, like, 
we, of course, as a class, the black students specifically, by the end of our freshman year, we're all on the same page as a lot of these BFAMC programs end up being. And it's just like the whole segregated situation and you got your little black friends, but we don't really fuck with nobody else because mm-hmm. there's low key like hate between everybody. So it was always like underneath the water, basically, is my point. But over this summer, like y'all was saying, Pace University was trying to catch cloud off of BLM. And, you know, we, we, we see the ways that the theater community capitalizes off of our pain and our struggle constantly. And, you know, we was on a, a space where we was like, nah, we, it, it's time that we say something. And so, yeah. <clears throat> so we basically did, um, it started on this Facebook page where, like me and three other people shared like five pages long of like basically our experience at Pace, everything that had happened. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that day, it was probably dozens of black alumni, black students, PLC students, just really anybody who wasn't white coming out the school talking about we all have the same collective experience like we've all dealt with this before. So CR Truths was formulated to publicize this knowledge and to hold the school and really a lot of these other schools accountable for the way that black students specifically are treated in their program and just BIPOC students, period, because it's it's pretty ridiculous, especially considering most of us are paying dumb mm-hmm, money mm-hmm, to dumb go money. and be abused <laughs> for four years. So that's kind of CR Truths. And after my video dropped, there's been a lot of pushback from the school. I mean, I'm talking messages from lawyers. I'm talking messages from the dean of students. I'm talking no. like really the school is trying to pressure those of us that participated in the movement oh to silence God. us in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's it's definitely been a interesting semester and a lot of threats but not a lot of follow-through because at the end of the day we're much farther ahead of them when it comes to understanding legally what you know we have to be on and we're making sure that our p's and q's are on point and our boxes are check marked and so it's definitely been an interesting semester but we ready to move on out and move on up (laughs) (laughs) I just and and I just want to take a moment to really highlight how we have no peace even in pursuing what we love the most mm. in this world. We can never find a moment of joy even inside of some things that give us the most joy. We find it because we make that choice because we know that, you know, can't nobody ever take away that love of what, you know, of what brings us the most joy away from us. But I just want, you know, to take a moment and to really recognize how we are always even having to, we, we, are, we always have to even struggle despite uh the aspect of our life we are walking through in any given moment and um i really want to commend you for your dedication um to your craft abdu and 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 your bravery and uh your perseverance through this time because it's so frustrating to uh, be in an environment where you are Sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are doing the right thing, not only for yourselves, but Mm. for your counterparts, and yet to still constantly be in an environment where you're 
given so much pushback and so much sit down and shut up and dance, little black boy, you know, like, and it's just, I am just in awe of you and the Pace community. And um, I want to talk about you and your life and uh, the wonderful things <laughs> about you. So um, let's see, can you tell me about the first moment you decided that theater was what you loved? Oh, that's, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I, I always liked performing, but I think the moment when like, I really knew this was what I wanted to do was probably um, my senior year of high school. I was in a show because I grew up in Chicago. And so there's tons of like little black box theaters throughout Chicago, which is one of my favorite parts about the city. But mm -hmm. um, basically, I was in a show about like um, this black Muslim family and they were basically being persecuted by the government <laughs> for mm -hmm. a myriad of reasons. Mm -hmm. And as a black Muslim person, like, I, for the first time, realized, like, I feel like we forget how important theater is and storytelling is. Like, this is a tourist industry. When people come and see shows, like, they are impacted. Like, usually that's one of the few opportunities they get to, like, see a culture, see an identity. And, like, that's a huge responsibility to portray that on a stage and should not be taken lightly. And, like, right. I saw that firsthand because... Oh, my story was just on stage and I saw a lot of people that made a lot of assumptions about me previous to that come mm -hmm. see the show and say a lot of stuff, learn a lot of stuff. And I really saw, you know, the power of theater and that kind of drove me to see like the larger aspects of what I wanted to do with this career. So, Yes, <laughs> I love that. Now, tell, tell me, me, you know. What, what is, is your complete and true and utterly wildest dream? What is that for you? What does that look like for you? Ooh, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a good question. I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, my dream is just really like to do, to, to make theater for the exact opposite reason that I see so many theaters making theater just to make theater for like what I said like to really recognize the implications that storytelling has on young children especially and all communities when they see these shows and like use theater as a tool to educate people and inform people like even just like what y'all was talking about with the last five years like I'm sitting over here behind my computer like purr like that's so <laughs> lit like I'm trying to hold my periods and purrs in as best as I can like yes. I'm behind my computer snapping because like that's just amazing to me like seeing the type of story that's like sh whiteness is shoved into that story for absolutely no, no reason. reason there's no yeah. context yeah. to whiteness yeah. being attached to that story yet it repeatedly is like making that a black story like seeing the inherent shift in that story because it is a black story like that is the type of theater that I would love to do and it sounds amazing and I would love to see it <laughs> yes, me too I can't wait to see it too. Um, Neja, I want to pivot back to you for a moment. Um, since Abdu is, you know, in this, you know, nearing the um, the end of his, you know, academic 
career um, in terms of his undergraduate mm-hmm. for musical theater. I want, can you, can you give us a little, uh, a, a backstory or a summary of your arts education uh, journey and uh, how that sort of impacted your life mm-hmm. as a creative and uh, you know, anything you know now that you wish you knew as a freshman in high school or college or, you know, just a, in the general overview. I love hearing about your education. It brings me joy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> as far as like Elon <laughs> before you can oh, go, you can go back. Yeah, yeah. High school. So I went to an arts high school called the governor's school for the arts. Um, and it was like a secondary high school. So I went to a normal boring high school for one half of the day. And then I got on the bus and I mm-hmm. went to the governor's school for the rest of the day. Um, and people like uh, Adrian Warren, Rashida Scott, Grant Gustin, Mary Faber, Van Hughes, Patrice Covington, Tiffany Howard, all of these people, Anthony Wayne, uh, that's off the dome. Gerald Caesar, you know, we mm-hmm. we all went to the governor's school uh, in, in the, the same exact governor's school in Virginia. Um, and I mean, that's that's basically the, the training that that started everything. Um, I saw early on, as far as things that I like kind of learned that helped to prepare me for the future, I saw so many people coming out of that school and even coming back to visit and do master classes who looked like me. So important, yeah. right? So, so, mm-hmm. so, so important, even if it wasn't really reflected in what I was seeing on Broadway stages. Um, as much I, you know, had so many wonderful uh, role models to look up to, uh, and that has definitely impacted me, and something that has stayed with me, and something that pushed me to want to really, really, really do this. Like all oh, these, all oh, these black girls on oh, probably right. the governor's school, <laughs> and then to be able to perform, you know, Rashidra, I basically mm-hmm. followed her every Broadway show that I've done. I've right. followed her. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's cool. Um, Elon, you know, you never good old yeah. Elon. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, I went to Elon for a semester, and that is Nasia's beloved <laughs> alma mater. Um, but yeah, please I, talk to us about your experience you there. You know, I. What you had wished you had known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,. Shoot. You yeah. know, Elon was a good time. Mm-hmm. And I think that I was busy enough to not see a lot of the bullshit that was going on. I mean, it definitely mm. caught some of the bullshit. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did Elon, as far as training, you know, <laughs> Elon really, really did the thing for me. And as far as like networking and, you know, the people that they brought yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like Elon really did prepare me for, for what was going on in the real world. Um, mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> things that I <laughs> wish I knew. Oh God. Mm-hmm. How about this? Mm-hmm. Schools need to start teaching first of all, uh, or, or giving resources for like meditation and self-care Ooh. And mental health. Like we learn about taxes as actors and we learn about how to audition. But what I wish that we took more time doing was focusing on the mental health side of this business. Mm -hmm. Because it is very hard 
It's Mm -hmm. hard, even for the most confident person. It is hard to be in this business, a business that Mm -hmm. constantly tells you no. I would have liked to learn and maybe this is something that will stir up some, somebody's going to create a course because of listening to this or somebody already thought about it, you know, but maybe this will be a a reminder. We need to have a Mm -hmm. course about how to get through mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that's going to be a series of, you know, different people speaking or what meditation journaling, um, looking at yourself in the mirror. And I say this on every single podcast because I think it's important. So people probably be annoyed, but like, the importance of looking in the mirror and and looking in the mirror, telling yourself that you're beautiful and telling yourself that you're special um, and, and treating yourself. Yeah. Okay. That is something that I wish I did more. Nobody really prepared us mm. for what this was going to do to our, our, our mind in our yeah. spirit. How about that? You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. That's, that's going to be my thing. <laughs> That's going to be my thing. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about what's happening right now. What are you guys watching right now? What's keeping you entertained right now? What shows are you watching? What are you waiting for? Hmm. Uh, mm. I just, you know, the normal This Is Us SVU. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, SVU, the yes. normal uh, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> um, yes. What else am I watching? I just finished Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, I'm so proud of that little Reggaeton. Okay, he's been working that ladder for a good time, and now he is mm-hmm. reaping the fruits of that labor. Fruits. But yes, um, what else are we watching? I just saw, or I just rewatched Euphoria for mm-hmm. like the third time yes. <laughs> but um, I still haven't seen the newest episode of me either yeah I'm gonna go I can't wait oh my gosh money heist money heist finish that someone in December, give me money money heist <laughs> I mean right it's like can we rob this bank should we right. rob this bank <laughs> should hmm. we because- <laughs> I mean, if you can perform an insurrection on a capital and right, try to take right. over America at this point, I think I can Definitely. try to rob a bank. Shoot. Um, where we start? Shoot. Right. <laughs> where, where's the handbook? Okay, take my notes. I mean, what what okay. are you watching? Me? Ooh. I watch pretty much everything. I can't even lie to you guys. Um, 911 Lone Star. Um, there's these two little gay boys on there <laughs> and the two of them, their relationship is just so healthy and happy and I'm just obsessed. <laughs> um, what else? And I'm watching, I watched, oh my goodness, One Night in Miami was mm. really good. The just, the, the idea of Malcolm crying is enough for me to be like, yes, I want to watch this 600 times. That man was fine. Um, right, you know? <laughs> just, she is just, the her casting has always been so spot on. I love Regina. Love her so much. 
um, an angel, <laughs> like from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like the spinoff oh, Angel. Okay. I've been, I know, <laughs> I like a little supernatural, you know, in my entertainment. I like a lot of that. Um, yeah. Okay, we're wrapping up here. I want to thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart um, for you to your presence here uh, on this uh, uh, podcast right now in the world. As you walk throughout the world, as you take one step and put the other in front and, you know, one day at a time, I'm really grateful for your lives. You know, the fact that you're living and breathing and continuing, you know, in this fight to just be our natural black and person of color selves, mm -hmm. you know, like we are working so hard and I want to let you both know that I see you working your asses off to be, you know, the best of the best and the cream of the crop. Um, so here is one last question for the both of you. Mm -hmm. What does, you know, your ideal theater world look like in the next five years or in the next 10 years? It's just, what does it look like? What does it feel like to you? How do you think that's going to, if it ever does, how, how should it materialize for you? What does that feel like? You want to go first? <laughs> uh, I could go. <laughs> Uh, I could tell you would look a lot less white, a mm -hmm. lot less white. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I guess it would be more accessible too. I that's my other thing with theaters. That's that's why that's what I was saying about Chicago. Like you could come see a show up here, ten dollars is nothing, but out there, you know, it's it's very expensive and elitist in a lot of ways and it's it's very ironic to see these stories of people of color pack full with 90 year old white people who the story was barely meant for in the first place like it is and there's yeah. stuff to gain from that community but like if the community story is on the stage i would think that you will want that story to also be accessible to said community yep. i love that that's beautiful Wow. Yeah. Okay. What about you, um, Nasia? What does it look like for you? I'm. I'm. I'm just trying to to have a world for the next generation, a, a performing arts world that is more understanding. And I love, I love mm -hmm. the idea of it being accessible because let me tell you something. Coming mm -hmm. from someone who has been in a black show, and <laughs> you know, seeing more white faces than 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 a reflection of you know who we are it's yeah. it's something man yeah it's some it's it's a whole it's it's a it's a, a weird feeling and yes. listen look thank you whoever wanted to pay seventeen hundred dollars for your front row seat because you know <laughs> you are contributing to my paycheck you're contributing to right. why how this yeah. show runs we appreciate it but like Mm -hmm. come on and you know i will give it up to into proud because the first of all dominique was not playing any games our playwright was not playing right. any games about yes. making sure that we yes. got our people in in these seats okay yeah. because the show yeah. energy is different it is the show it? energy is Ooh. different when you have people in the audience who understand who aren't looking Damn. at you mm -hmm. like you mm -hmm. are some 
you know, look. Yeah, like you're being paid uh-huh. to get up there and sing and dance for and them. You know, yeah. you would think that some people knew what kind of show they were getting into when they came into these audiences. Then they came into mm-hmm. the show and they brought the tickets. But to mm-hmm. have people looking back at you like you are nuts and like you are just some sort of uh, entertainment for the night and not really understanding. But when you get people in the seats who understand, who have been through, when you hear amen Mm -hmm. and hallelujah, and you better go, Mm -hmm. you better go off. And you you know, all of that. And and listen, exactly. That was all it was in Ain't Too Proud. That's all it was. And our playwright Mm -hmm. was not playing about making it accessible. Like we need to lower these prices. What are we doing? There's like talks Mm -hmm. of like getting students, you know, in, and it's just Broadway has, y'all got to lower these prices because you have enough money to not Mm -hmm. be greedy producers. Yeah. Yeah. You you certainly could pay, you know, pay the people on stage more. Your pockets are yes. still getting fatter and fatter and fatter because you're overcharging yep. for these seats. Mm-hmm. So I love that you said that. It has to be accessible, and and yeah. and 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 understanding that we're all different and we all work differently. Our hair does different yep. things. Our bodies do different Ooh. things. We don't well. have to be the same size. We need to mm-hmm. get off of this body weight situation and this size situation because it's making people have eating disorders and body dysmorphia. We got to get out of that. We have to get Mm -hmm. out of making people fit, making sure that people fit in their costumes. We, you here's the thing. You have to fit in your costumes, but you're not going to harass people. I've had a, there have been people in, in higher positions and shows that I've been in that told us to go to the salad bar and hit the gym. No, 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 no. We got to stop no. that because it's destroying the it's destroying our minds, it's destroying our minds, yeah. it's, it's destroying our mental. Um, yeah. Sheesh. yeah, it's it's so real, and it's just another another moment to acknowledge all that we have to carry with us throughout the world, Man. and just by you know just by doing the same thing that our white counterparts do, but we carry at least a hundred times more with us as we more. walk through the world. And, um, you know, and still we achieve so much greatness Mm -hmm. and still the two of you are changing people's lives just by making your stories and your faces known to the world. And I know that I am just so grateful. I'm so thankful that you both have chosen to spend a, a little quality time with me. And, um, I really wish you all the best. And, um, uh, yes, this will be out pretty soon. And, uh, yes, I, 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 I want you both to stay safe and continue, con- continue to pursue your dreams no matter what. Thank you. You too. You continue Thank to, you. to pursue your dreams because we not, mm. <laughs> we all know who you are and who you about to be. <laughs> So thank you for creating Aww. this space for us to come in here and talk during these times, yes. you know? It's yes. nice to be able to, you know, some of us can't afford therapy right now. Yeah. And it's nice <laughs> to, whew, look, and it's yeah. nice to have the space where we can talk about this and be free. And it's it's awesome that someone who is as mega talented as you, you're so humble Aww. and so inviting for other people Aww. to share the spotlight. <laughs> and that that also means a lot. So thank you, Naya. Oh, mega, thank you mega so supernova. Much. Oh, yes. <laughs> thank you. I truly appreciate your kind words. Uh, it has been a rough year and a month for me. So I'm very grateful, very, very grateful. 
job. I thank you to both of you for spending this hour with me and uh, spending this hour with me. And uh, and, uh, stay safe and continue to take care of yourselves. You know, mental health, water, vitamins, sleep as much as you can. 